0: Phone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say.
1: And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. To touch on crazy rocket to find I'm not the man, they think I'm at home. Oh no, no,
2: no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man makes our
1: Alright, what did you think of the uh, opening song? <laughs> oh, oh, we're on. We're starting. We're on. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you. What made you uh, think of William Hung?
3: Well, one of our topics today uh, is going to be a journey out in space. We're, we're going to uh, talk about space. And uh, I was looking for a cover song of Rocket Man. I was thinking, like, something cool would be, you know, and then I saw William Hung
1: and I was like, gotta do it. Yeah, that, that fits our podcast a little better. <laughs> Um, we're going to switch up. Usually we do some pop culture stuff first.
3: Oh, we got two mics, by the way. Yes. Uh, this is our first podcast of two mics, so, so all these complaints about someone can't hear something. Hopefully that changes.
1: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we're a two mic system now. Um, but we're going to also switch it up, whereas we usually do something that we... You know, we usually start with the pop culture stuff that tends to, or sports. We're going science. We're going to start with science. We're going to, something we know nothing about is going to go first. We know something.
3: We know some things.
1: We know very little about. Uh, (laughs) Then we'll get into things we do know more about, like MTV's a challenge. (laughs) So today's episode, we're going to start off with space. And then we're going to get into a review of uh, the David Brent movie, Life on the Road which from the office from the office English office and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna finish up with some challenge talk so for 98 percent of our audience who is old enough to not give a crap about the challenge you can just turn it off then well
3: I guess hard. if you're gonna turn it off I just want to say uh, since it's episode 10 we'd like well I don't know one of us wants to go <laughs> people to go on to iTunes and uh, actually rate the podcast to see, if anyone's really listening out there, <laughs> maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But uh, if you are listening and you like it, if you can go onto iTunes and rate it, so that it can basically get involved in iTunes in terms of exposure and moving up, and maybe we can get some more listeners.
1: Great! Is that one of your notes? That's not one of my notes. Oh man, he's chock full of notes, everybody. Uh, we I think we each got three notes today. Um, I'll start off sure. I'm a little bummed. Next week, we're going to go into our March Madness preview. We'll, we'll probably do an early, earlier show, so we can start that in before the tournament starts. And G will still have his final four teams intact. Because if we start on Thursday, yeah. he'll have lost the team already. <laughs>
3: yeah, basically, uh, yeah. I always lose a final four team within the first two days, and then <laughs> I just throw out my bracket. But uh, Actually, I think I did...
1: You did pretty good last year.
3: I, I came in second, Yeah. Uh, and I had one team that went out pretty early. <laughs> But you know, uh, I was, like, the only person that had, uh, I think it was Villanova going pretty far. I can't remember.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, we'll talk either about way, it. it's not really great radio. No. Um, I, uh, I, you know, last night was North Carolina Duke, and North Carolina lost again. It was, uh, I just, I, as it's I came fuss. in. Yeah, I'm a little frustrated. I don't understand why <laughs> I didn't keep going inside. Like, if you're thinking of taking Carolina as your team to win March Madness, I want to highly suggest you don't. Even though I will, because yeah, I feel like I have to. Year. I do it every year. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. They they shot themselves out of that game last night. I mean,
3: the, they were dominating inside like, at the beginning of the game, and then Meeks went out for a long period of time, and then uh, um, I don't know why I always forget his name, but the point guard got into foul trouble. and
1: uh, Barry?
3: Yeah, and sat for
1: way too long. Once they started losing the momentum, he has to go in and just like See, I don't know, he can shoot them out of a gate. He's driving nuts. Um, anyway, uh, the other thing I want to talk about, continuing my weeks, my once a week, I'm doing something exciting. This week, uh, I went to the movies and uh, saw Logan. I saw Logan as well, and I thought Logan was awesome.
3: Yeah, it was really good.
1: Was you don't good. think it was as good as either? You thought no. it was too violent?
3: No, I trust me. I love a violent movie. I just didn't think it was, like, amazing.
1: Okay. Here's my thing with the violence, though, to go off that. Like, I do agree with you on one thing. Like, when he takes his, you know, for those who don't know, Logan's Wolverine from X-Men. He's got the claws to his hands. But he takes his claws and, like, stabs stabs people through the head. Like, that should be, like, a whoa moment. But if you're going to kill 100 people that way, it kind of becomes the norm and it loses its... Well, that's kind of, like, the same thing with John Wick, too.
3: Okay. Like, John Wick was just shooting, like, a million people and that, and he yeah. just, like, loses its luster, but it was still
1: good. I didn't see John Wick, too, but I was just... The reason I wanted to bring it up is, um, between that and Get Out, which we saw after the last podcast, uh, just some great movies for yeah. for late February, early March. Get Out was fantastic, right? It was, yeah, it was really good. Um, Logan, Logan was really good, too. You know, these, just, those are movies I don't usually get, like, wrapped up in, and that's too. Like, it was, a uh, I'm really, really psyched about it. So the, my last note was, did you hear that Rolling Stone came out with their top 50 comedians? No, I did not Everybody that. keeps copying off what we're doing. So this <laughs> last week, Rolling we're trend Stone. We're
3: centers with, yeah. with five listeners.
1: So they came out with their 50 best stand-up comics of all time. Okay. Surprisingly, to go, uh, G's, G's greatest comic of all time, Sebastian. Not on the list? Not on the list. Harley Williams, not on the list. Um, yeah. but I mean, it's this not guy like, has
3: terrible opinions. I don't know what to do.
1: It's, it's not a guy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, a group of voters. So who are the top 10? Um, well, I'll tell you my number one, Eddie Murphy came in 25th, 25th. Yeah. That's low. I know.
3: Uh, the top 10 Mitch Hedberg should not be ahead of Eddie Murphy. I'm sorry.
1: There's a lot of people that shouldn't be the top 10 were Mort Saul, uh, Dave Chappelle, Bill Cosby who I never thought Bill Cosby was very funny I'm, I that, funny. I'm in that camp Steinfeld get it uh, 6 Joan Rivers 5 Chris Rock 4 Louis C.K. 3 Lenny Bruce 2 George Collin, 1 Richard Pryor which we'd said we excused right. them from our list because we're not you know we we just kind of missed the boat on those guys but um, yeah yeah not surprisingly Sebastian what is his name Maniscalco he'll be on there on record as the greatest stand-up comedian of all time according to from my opinion Uh, not on the list okay so what were you what what notes did you have
3: have you uh, my first uh, note is uh, have you been listening to or did you listen to the missing Richard
1: Simmons podcast no I know of it but I haven't listened to it pretty good I just saw that they announced that he's okay oh like the, that come out? Like an investigation was like, there's no need to keep doing this. Like, he's fine. Well, this guy... Um, Sorry to kill, burst that bubble.
3: It's basically, it's it's set up like cereal. Uh, pretty much exactly like cereal. This guy, Dan Trubersky, who was a producer on The Daily Show and went to uh, Richard Simmons' secret workout class for years and became friendly with him like basically does this whole report on trying to find out what's going on with him. And, uh, there's some weird stuff going on. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there's a, uh, I know there's a bunch of theories and about his housekeeper and a theory comes out that she's a witch and she's like keeping him in the, uh, house. Cause she uh, wants to control his money and all this stuff. Uh, but, uh, it came out this week that his reps like denied everything that was in the, uh, I don't know why they, Richard Simmons doesn't even just come out and say he's fine. Like he hasn't like, all he has to do is jump on camera somewhere and I mean the guy's known for being in the public eye. Yeah. but uh, Maybe he's I don't know. Just, he should jump out and say, leave me alone, I'm good. Okay. Um, A friend of, a couple friends of mine from Wilmington wanted me to Give props to UNCW for making the tournament. We can talk about that next week.
1: We're not going to talk about that. (laughs)
3: Um, And then, did you hear about Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Going along with our podcast topics today.
1: today? All right, we can use that as our (laughs) lead-in. People talking about science that don't know what they're talking about.
3: So Kyrie Irving of the point guard for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Former Duke Blue Devil says that the earth is flat yeah. Duke's a tough school to get into
3: <laughs> yeah exactly he went to a pretty good school and he thinks the world is flat what do you think about that
1: well did you hear the follow-up interview we got really mad about that they were quoting him on it or something why wouldn't they quote him on it I, that's what the guy was saying he's like he's like you're making this into a story and the guy's like you said it
3: <laughs> it's the weirdest thing
1: I, I can't like
3: weird. I can't like how can anyone take him seriously now
1: I don't know. It's
3: the same thing with the guy who believes doesn't believe in dinosaurs on the the uh, Rams. The Rams, which we actually know someone that also does not believe. Well, we don't really we know don't her. really know her, but we're six degrees removed from this person that we want to actually have on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> to talk about why she doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty. Uh, I just don't get it. Look, like, how I, can you take anyone? I don't know,
1: and I get conspiracy theorists and people were like, "Hey, you know, I don't agree with them." But like when people are like, "Hey, you know, maybe maybe this was an in, like nine 11s an inside job, or um, you know, all, there's a secret society deciding things." Like I don't, I tend to think those people aren't are a little nuts, but that's a whole level different than everything that you've ever that scientists have taught us is not wrong right like, there's a reason there is research there are people been to outer space and seen it there's footage of it
3: i know it's ridiculous we flew out into space and we turn around and we have cameras on the earth we can tell it's not a square
1: <laughs> it's not it's not just this flat sheet
3: <laughs> so ridiculous um but i gotta tell you what we before we start this uh the uh, topic of space. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in space right now. Why? Me and this five-year-old just recently um, heard some stuff that they didn't really like,
2: and here's the clip. Here's a question from Mika Bakshi from Ottawa, Ontario. I'm five years old, and I will be an astronaut when I'm adult, and a horseback riding teacher. I had a science birthday party on January eleventh, two 2013, and we gave space ice cream to friends in their loot bags. Do you eat space ice cream in space? And do you have it for dessert? Well, when you had that uh, space ice cream, the astronaut ice cream, you probably noticed that when you open it out of the package, it kind of broke. When you put it in your mouth and and chewed on it, it kind of crumbled and crunched, and there were little bits of it. Well, imagine what that would be like here in Weightlessness, where this microphone floats around and this bag floats around, everything, even I, watch this, I float around. So, how could we have something up here that crumbled and crunched? It would get everywhere, it would get in my eyes, I'd breathe it, there'd be little crumbs, little astronaut-astronaut crumbs, astronaut space ice cream uh, crumbs floating everywhere. So, we do have dessert in space. We just don't have that astronaut ice cream. But I brought...
3: They don't eat the astronaut ice cream in space.
1: Let me, let me just first... I, I love astronaut ice cream. It's like one of my favorite <laughs> things. Every time I go to some like a museum or something... I've always wanted to leave. I, I always buy astronaut ice cream. Second thing, that's a terrible job setting up that clip. Because... Nobody who just listened to that knows who that guy is or what he was like, why he's... Okay, that was bad. He was a, an
3: astronaut in space, and he's fielding questions.
1: From space. From he's space. He's floating in a, in a spaceship. <laughs>
3: he's in a spaceship. He's <laughs> floating. He's, giving, he's answering a bunch of questions. And we just found out that astronaut ice cream is not real.
1: So that was that was hurtful to you?
3: It was. I always wanted to believe that I was right, just like, uh, just like I did when I was a kid, and I would go to the uh, Air and Space Museum in Washington D.C. and right. get the astronaut ice cream.
1: Now, okay, so let's, can we can we use this as our segue? Can we start this? Yeah. Um, all right. So, as a kid, did you were you really into space?
3: Yes, I am very into space, but I would never go there.
1: Okay, see, I was, as a kid, I I wanted to be an astronaut. I thought it would be, you know, I thought it was the coolest thing. My dad was really into flying, so he, like, well, he was a... So I kind of took an interest in it. And it's amazing how I'm so much older and everything now scares me, you know? Yeah. I <laughs> thought I'd go to space. I'm with you. I don't think I could do it. But back then, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to go to space. That's awesome.
3: <laughs> well, Elon Musk just... uh Came out and said that uh, in 2018 that they're going to send two tourists to to basically on a ship to travel around the moon.
1: Well, is this is, all right? Is this the the basic? This is the basis of our topic today. Like you came to me said I want to talk about space, so I'm just going generally broad about things. Where's the we're going to talk about some stuff. Like let's not be in space. Let's have a focus point.
3: Uh, we're going to be in space. Okay. <laughs> uh so all right we can start it off by the reason i want to talk about this is that nasa discovered a new solar system well, but this doesn't have anything to do with elon musk did you want to well you stopped me from I, i'm getting in an order now okay getting in order I'm i mean sorry. if you want to talk about elon musk we can just talk about him real quick in terms of like sure he's, he's, he's sending two Taurus in 2018 around the moon uh, it will basically you have to pay, the person has to pay about a hundred million dollars and they are gone for a week and you don't know who you're going to be with. <laughs> so it's you and another person. You're going to get trained in like some, just in case of some emergencies, but the ship is on autopilot and you basically like fly and you skim the earth, the moon's surface and then you come back around and you go back to earth. Would you be on that?
1: No, but what? No, what's the success rate like? Do they have a, an idea what the success rate is of a, that trip?
3: Well, I mean, they're gonna test it with like a real astronaut okay. or two before they do it. But uh, in terms of Mars, the success rate is not you,
1: what Now, why is Elon Musk so? Because here's some things I was doing some research on. Why is he so into space travel?
3: He is. Um, a very forward-thinking guy.
1: Right. He
3: wants to protect the human race.
1: Yeah, you, you've you read the Elon Musk book. I just
3: finished, not too recent, uh, or not too... Uh, long ago. Not too long ago, the uh, Elon Musk book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just an inspiring guy and basically wants to use his money for the future. And, uh, you know, a lot of... Um, a lot of scientists believe that the future of the human race is to leave the planet because we're going to kill the uh, resources and overpopulate. And, you know, at some point the earth is not going to be able to carry the
1: people that are on it. So, well, did you know that he went to space camp when he was a kid? He went to space camp. Yeah. And so I would, I watched the thing on vice recently because something that interests me is like the privatizing of who's trying to go to space because, from what I understand, um, since Nixon, each presidential each president has cut our spending on the space program substantially. So when Nixon was president, was we had like four percent of of our tax dollars went to that. Now it's point four percent. So it's interesting that these private um, you know companies like Virgin and Richard Branson right. yeah. and Elon Musk they want to they're now the ones who are pioneering the this space travel. Um, I like. I'm a big proponent of space. I think it's all. I think. I think discovering um, space and innovation is is it creates nationalism in this country um, and it brings people together. And I think that belief and that hope that there's something more is something we can all agree on. Like that. I think that that's really big for for. I don't
3: know, society. Uh, Yeah, but it's also one of those... The only... Like, for all the countries in the world, you know, everyone wants to... They're basically shooting for mankind here. They're like, everyone's on the same side in terms of uh, space exploration. Obviously, there's a competition of who's going to get there first and all this stuff. But um, in in terms of uh, Elon Musk, in terms of, you know, prior... Doing the uh, private people to space. I mean, he, he wanted to challenge NASA and say, "Hey, we can do these cheaper." So, what he would do is he would go and call around to different nations, find the cheapest parts, mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, you know, do you want to be on our side? Like, if you want to be on our side, and you know, basically, you'll give us a cheap rate. We'll make these rockets." And it'll be cheaper than NASA. And we can go up every, you know, 12 months or whatever right. it is. We can go up there sooner rather than later. Because oh, NASA well. likes to take their time getting up there. Because um, it's expensive.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and he's making this rocket now. I mean, his, his whole thing is he wants to make this rocket that can basically not just shoot up into space and, like, detach and then crash to Earth. Um, he just launched the first rocket that actually came back down and, and like, landed. Hmm. So, he needs, basically, for us to be successful and not spend a shitload of money, you need to have a rocket that you can reuse, basically. And in terms of putting it on Mars, you need to leave Mars, and it's easier to have a rocket that can touch down and then take off than it is to rebuild the whole rocket on Mars, because you're not going to have the... I mean, you know, the people or the right. know, parts and all that stuff. Okay. So I think
1: this is good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed with us so far. What, um, um, okay. So, you know, you're very fascinated in conversation. I've had this conversation with you numerous times and I've seen other people have this conversation with, would you be the people that would go to the moon? And you have a whole kind of comedy skit about how you would never be one of those people. <laughs>
3: no, I would never be one of those people. Okay, um, I, and I don't remember my comedy skit. This is going to be
1: <laughs> I'm just saying you have a you have a you have a very strong take on why you would uh, on how you would never be somebody that would go to Mars.
3: No, I can't sit in that. In
1: that I'd be so claustrophobic. You can't them. even not sleep in your own bed.
3: That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's hard for me to sleep in a in a hotel. <laughs>
1: All right, so you're going to say about this uh, solar system. Okay, so
3: NASA just recently found out this uh, solar system is 39 light years away, which on our fastest ship would take 700,000 years to get there. It's 17,000 years is one light year. It's a lot. Yeah. But the Milky Way, in comparison... It's not too far because the Milky Way is 100,000 light years and the new solar system is 39. (laughs) But I'm going to ask you about aliens, if you believe in aliens. But before I do that, that's a a good teaser.
0: To announce today that Dr. Mikel Gion and his team have used our Spitzer Space Telescope to determine that there are actually seven Earth sized planets orbiting the nearby Trappist 1 star about 40 light years away. What's more, as you can see in this illustration, is that three of these planets, marked in green, are in the habitable zone, where liquid water can pool on the surface. In fact, with the right atmospheric conditions, there could be water on any of these uh, planets. So for the first time, we found as many terrestrial planets around a single star, and that's the first time we have been able to measure, in addition to that, both the masses and the radii of these habitable zone-type Earth-sized planets, the discovery gives us a hint that finding a second Earth is not just a matter of if, but when. So, before, I, before
3: you reveal your answer to you whether or not you believe in aliens, I would take that into consideration sure. that he talked about that there's possible water on these planets. And uh, so, do you believe in aliens?
1: I do I do I think that there's definitely something else out there I think the good the one good thing to come out of the Trump administration is if there's some like aliens and shit in Area 51 that guy's gonna tell us <laughs> that guy can't keep his mouth shut about anything he's gonna like after he's like not president he's gonna be like hey by the way uh, I saw some aliens down in Area 51 like drop the mic like he like yeah, that guy can't keep a secret word shit so like, Like, if there's anything good that's going to come out of his presidency, he's going to tell us if there's really aliens in New Mexico. That's what I think. Uh, But I do think that there's, I mean, I I don't know if if they've ever touched, you know, I don't know if I believe if they've touched ground with us, if if they've made contact. I don't, but I think to think that there's nothing else out there is pretty, I mean, I don't know. It it seems pretty close minded to, to think that there's nothing else going on out there. You pretty much took my exact comments. Well, I mean, okay.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think, like, if I don't believe that aliens are on this planet, but as you said, it's pretty close minded to think that life we are the only planet in this entire universe that has life. Yeah. Do I think that they're trying to get to us too? Sure. Would I like to see? I don't. Do I ever think that the world is going to see that? No. Okay. Um, but if we're gonna get in a ship that goes seven hundred years, seven hundred thousand years, to go visit these planets, we gotta have a delivery system. We gotta be in those cryostasis tubes, like in uh, Alien. Okay. We gotta freeze our bodies. We gotta come up with that technology.
1: Listen, there's something I've always thought about that makes me kind of kooky. Uh, is it one of us had to come out of this looking kooky if we were gonna speculate about space? So remember at the end of like Men in Black. With the marble? With the marble, where the aliens are, like, or whatever they are, the organisms are playing with the marbles and the solar systems. Like, I kind of think something like that, like, is what's happening. (laughs) Like, we're organisms living on another organism, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, this whole space, like, let's just say we're, like, dust mites. Like, space is a black sweater, and we're just, like these living particles within this that like, there's no way to grasp whatever it is that we're in. Okay. Like, you know, you're, uh, you're
3: definitely uh, coming out of this kooky.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> or like, maybe it's like a gas, you know, like we're in like a, a stream. of I don't know. I just think, um, we'll never fully be able to grasp whatever it is that we're in. There's just, I, you know, I read that Chuck Klosterman did a book, uh, his last book, was about how we don't really know anything. And it was about how we can't even begin to know what we don't know because, like, thousands of years from now, they're going to be like, I can't believe they believed in gravity. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Because, like, to us, we're like, well, that makes sense. There's a gravitation, you know, but really there's going to be something else that we don't even, our brains aren't even fixed enough to figure out. And that's what I think eventually we're going to, find out what space and all that stuff is
3: I don't think it's going to be a while before we figure that I don't out. think
1: it's going to be well we're only going to be around
3: <laughs> we're not going to be around but maybe my uh, nieces or nephews daughters sons will be able to tell us
1: this is just getting depressing um,
3: <laughs> um, so, in, so Mars okay you want to talk about Mars
1: sure I'm out of my material now so, so
3: there's a couple trips to Mars that are planned the one that they actually did a a Indiegogo for is not uh, gonna get the money that it needs. It basically got like under 1% of what they were asking. Um, That's the one about the, um, it's called Mars One, where they're taking six groups of four people and they'll train and they'll start in 2024 to go to Mars And that's the one I was talking about where where the first people to go are going to die in 68 days. Okay. Like all the scientists believe that the plan that they've put in place, they cannot sustain life for more than 68 days. So basically they'd go there, land on Mars, and set up a bunch of stuff for the next group to come in and, you know, and exponentially... As people keep coming, it'll increase the amount of time that you can stay there and all that stuff. Um, But I don't think that's getting funding. Okay. And then you have the Elon Musk stuff, which, you know, he's in process right now. Supposedly, we're going to get something to Mars before 2024, where they want to send a bunch of, like uh supplies. I mean, we need to land a bunch of unmanned space to just land a bunch of stuff on Mars and when the people first get there they can set up some stuff.
1: Do you you really thought this that
3: <laughs> Well they do. That's what they have to do. They have but to it, drop off solar panels and like a living station so that when the first people get there they don't have to like set all that well they'd still have to set it up but it will be there.
1: So kind of like what happened in the Martian. There was another kinda like we had to go to the other yeah. camp. Yeah. By the way, when you know when I saw The Martian, I did q and A Q&A with Matt Damon, and somebody asked if it was based on a true story. Martian holds up; it's a good movie. I've
3: watched it a couple of times. On uh, but
1: but you sure. realize we had an audience of people asking questions, and this woman was like, "I just gotta ask: is this oh, yeah. is this based on a true story?" <laughs> and he handled it very well. He was like, "No, but you know, they did discover some life on Mars." So yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah,
3: that person should not be allowed to it's come. Good, it was a like screening. a
1: sixty-five-year-old woman.
3: Yeah, she should not be allowed to come in screenings. Um,
1: Hey, maybe she's listening to this podcast and she's going to learn all this stuff from what you're talking about.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, So I had... I need to just look at this up real quick. Do you want me to
1: entertain the audience while you do that?
3: Okay, so basically in order for us to have like... I found it. (laughs) In order for us to have sustainable life for the first people that show up to Mars. We need about 3 million pounds of supplies. And most space shuttles only carry 50,000 pounds. So that means that they have to just keep sending rockets to go there and come back, dropping payloads down so that people can show up. Um, And also, you know, when you're in space for long periods of time, it does something to your body. Like it changes your body's density. Your bones... Because there's no gravity and all this stuff. And they just sent back. uh, They just. One of the guys just came back from spending a year in space because they wanted to test this out. And he had a brother. He had a twin brother um, who they used as a control subject. And basically, he gained. While he was in space for that year, he gained two inches. He gained two inches. Oh. He grew taller. His chromosomes changed a little bit. And his body became, and muscles became weaker um, because there's no gravity to, uh, you know, to push down on them. And it was just like, you don't really use your, you're basically floating. You don't really have uh, whatever. And then uh, they also wanted to test. So basically they're doing these tests so that the people that go to Mars can, which is going to take about eight months in a, A ship can, uh, you know, to to see what it's going to do to the human body before they get there. So. Okay. So they can plan for that. So uh, that
1: was our science. Oh, that's it? I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? I mean, that was pretty...
3: I don't know if people tuned out. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that no one's still listening.
3: (laughs) Well, we tried to do something on science. I hope something got... (laughs) Well,
1: here's the problem. Like... You actually did some research this time. I did. So, like, you had facts. Like, people probably were just listening to hear us say something stupid uh, or, um, I don't know, opinionated it the wrong way. And you actually came with some smarts, really letting the audience down.
3: I'll have to listen to this back to see if any of it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Something Um, we're more... uh, Better at watching movies. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so you gave the, you gave us the assignment to watch David Brent, Life on the Road this week. And
3: David Brent is uh Ricky Gervais, yeah.
1: He was the ori- uh, original office for those who don't Brent, know. Yeah, there was so an English office, it was the English office, which was re- very funny. And there was its own Jim and Pam who were uh, I forget what their names were. Um and their own version of like, Dwight, like, you know. And um, it was only two seasons, and then they did this big Christmas special, which was awesome. Uh, Christmas, I don't really remember exactly where, where they left off. Um,
3: so, I came late to the office, like, the English office. Right. So, like, I started out with the American office. You, oh, okay. Did you start out with the... I started out
1: with the British office.
3: So my view of it when I went back and watched it was a little different because I was comparing all the characters to the other characters.
1: Okay, but in fairness, when they did The American Office, I automatically hated it because I was like, this is stupid. They're just doing the same plot lines that they did from the British one. Now when I rewatch the American one, it's like one of my favorite shows. Yeah, it's hilarious. hilarious. (laughs) So um, let me ask you, would you first thought like, would you rather see a, a Michael Scott or a David Brent movie? Definitely Michael Scott. Yeah, I know. <laughs> His character was so
3: so funny. Like, I just... Every now and then I'll catch a clip online or, like, on TV, like, The Office is on, and I'll just, just die laughing. There's so many funny things.
1: Yeah. It holds up pretty well. Yeah.
3: There was, like, this one thing that I saw that, uh, if you guys remember it's it's not a visual i guess but uh there was a scene where he was listening to the gps He was following the gps and it was taking him like through this back roads and it'll make a right and do there there's a fork at the road but it said make a right and so he was just like no he doesn't mean the fork of the road and he like cuts it right and goes right into a bond <laughs> and like just like shit like that was so funny
1: um Well, okay, so when I first started, my first thoughts were like, do we really need to watch? Like, do we need this? Do we need to check back in with David Brent uh, 15 years later?
3: So basically, Ricky Gervais decided to make a movie about what his character from The Office is up to now. Right. And it came out in 2016. I didn't even know it came out. I saw it on Netflix.
1: Well, it just came out on Netflix. It came out right. in, in, in England in 2016. It came out here pretty recently.
3: And it basically follows him. Now he's working for a cleaning supply company. Um, and he has a band. And he decides to take time off to tour with this band.
1: Now, one of the things that's interesting is Ricky Gervais actually was in a band. He did the same kind of thing in real life. He was in a band and he managed them. I think he managed them. But he had to say, he like, this is from his like real life. Um, But uh, what did you, what did you think of the show overall? Uh,
3: I felt like it needed, I didn't really like it. Okay. Um, I felt like it needed a character. It didn't have someone that was on his side coming up a goofy sidekick that would like come on the road with them. I felt like they needed that. It was just, like, everyone in the show hated him. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the whole running thing is that everyone hated him.
1: Well, I mean, it did help the ending, though. The ending was really The ending good. was really good.
3: But I felt like they needed one smidgen of, like, something to happen before the end to kind of say, oh, these people, like, maybe don't hate him, hate him.
1: Yeah. I kept expecting him to have a hit or something. Like, something yeah, like to go so, right for him.
3: Someone, like... To come out and go Oh you know That was pretty good You know
1: Um Did you like his Sidekick rap character Guy
3: I mean I like the fact that He's He was supposed to be His manager But then But then when he Actually got the gig He uh Said that it wasn't His manager Which I thought
1: was Yeah That's kind of where I thought this whole thing Was gonna go Yeah that he was Gonna be You could kind of tell He was gonna get signed The rapper guy And I kind of thought David Brent would become His manager But no uh, I like when he was wearing the
3: uh, <laughs> the Indian outfit. Anyone oh, come, yeah. yeah, come on stage? Anyone
1: come on stage? There's a couple things. Like, there's a couple songs I thought were really funny. That one, the Native American song.
3: Yeah, the Native American song was great.
1: And then the please don't make fun of the disabled song. <laughs> yeah. and then he like saw the disabled guy in the yeah. crowd. Um, but those are still kind of obvious jokes. Like they're not. I remember uh, just funny side note. I was in a band in like high school or like uh in college and we mostly just did like rage against the machine cover songs but like one time i was like i'm gonna write a song like i don't think i've ever even told anybody this uh and i'm gonna tell 12 people um no and like uh i so i decided to write like i was gonna i'm gonna write like a song with some with some meaning to it and i was like writing about indians and it was, like, so... It was it was very... Not unlike how that song turned out. Where I thought I was saying something very political, but was, like... Probably really, really corny. I, I, you know, one of the reasons I never told about that is I try to suppress things like that.
3: So, basically, David Brent cashes in his pension and basically does this tour where he, like, rents a tour bus and gets to hotel rooms. That was the funniest part of the whole thing, was the whole... Basically, he gets all these tour dates that are in driving distance to his house. Yeah. And, like, they're in this tour bus, and he's spending all this money on But he's not hotels, in the tour bus. The hotels and
1: he, he's driving along the tour bus in his car because he can't afford have to have a car.
3: There's, like, one joke where he sees, like, this guy checking out of the uh, hotel, and he's like, where are you going? He goes, I'm going home. I live, like, four miles from here.
1: <laughs> um, so you're kind of rooting for him, like, when he hits the road. Like, it keeps you entertained. You're kind of rooting for him. Yeah,
3: it just needed that one extra scene before the final scene when, you know, you kind of felt really good for him that showed that these people actually, like, were lightening up to him.
1: You know, one of the things we were talking about him going to all the hotels, something that struck uh me also was when when he checks into, like, the first hotel, he's, like, all excited. And he's like, look, uh, TV, <laughs> couch, hair dryer. He turns it on and off. Yeah. It was, like, that totally reminded me when I went to Europe last year. That's, I I did the exact same thing everywhere I went. I'd go, I'd stay in these rooms that were for one person. So they were, like, super tiny. and I'm like, oh, I'm in Ireland. Got Look, my own spot. Hair dryer. Coffee maker. What? I don't even drink coffee. You know, like, it's, like, the same thing. Um, but uh, another problem I had with this movie... Um, It's supposed to be like a documentary following him on the road, and every time they showed him at like a performance at one of these dingy, like it was just way too polished. Like all the sets looked way too, you know. Yeah. Just everything just looked studio, it looked too good. Um,
3: Don't you think like one. There's
1: no edge to it, there's no grittiness to it.
3: Don't you think one of his office characters should have like popped up at some point? Yeah, I do. just something to link the other than him to the office. For,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I thought that the whole time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was waiting for someone to show up from the office. Um, and then like that lady at the end said that she was at a show. Like, why not show that? Like, why not have that a scene that she was there? Yeah. Um, it just missed a couple of things like that. For sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just kind of okay. Like I I didn't dislike it, um, but
3: we're not going to do a full breakdown of the uh, the movie like we did. Uh, no, there's no need. There's there's, there's
1: there's no yeah. there's no reason to. Like yeah. originally we were trying to find something again to break down. We're gonna do one of those again soon where we break down a, a really bad movie. Um, there's nothing really breakdown. Yeah, this is basically it. I just thought it was
3: interesting because I hadn't even heard of this movie.
1: Oh, I did. I actually had it on my... like I, When there's new releases coming out on TV shows now because everything comes out so scattered, I tend to write it on my calendar. I had that written on my calendar when it came out. Because hmm. I, uh, I loved... Like I said, I loved the British office. Um, and I loved extras. When we never extras. got into that. Um, I didn't... I, I never got into the last thing you did. What's the... The last show he did? The Life's Too Short? No, Life's Too Short was okay. They had that one or two episodes that were awesome.
3: Life's Too Short was really funny. And then uh, the. Uh,
1: Derek was the last one he did.
3: What was the one? Yeah, I wasn't into yeah. that. What was the one with uh with, with the uh, Eight Wonders of the World?
1: <laughs> oh, An Idiot Abroad. Great show. Indian Idiot Abroad was awesome. We could break that down one time.
3: For you now, guys should so. definitely go out and watch The Idiot Abroad. It's just hilarious. It's about Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant have this buddy who's, like, a curmudgeon guy, um, and they basically were like, oh, it's going to be funny. Let's send him to all the the wonders of the world and see, like, what he does there. And, like, the cameras follow him, and it's, they give him a bunch of stuff to do, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, he
1: basically complains about every moment of everywhere he is. Yeah. So it's right up our alley. That's kind of our thing. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was excellent. Um, would like to see actually. There's been a spinoff of, of that guy has another show. The guy who was in the Abroad Carl, he's got another show right now. I'd have to look it up. Is it like the same stuff? Probably. It, it's something similar. Um, it's definitely yeah. He's going like away. I feel like they've uh, killed that. Sure uh carl pink and pilkington <laughs> um so yeah all right
3: from the uh english reality
1: boy, we're we're cooking through this we're stuff. cooking
3: we're gonna talk about one of our best our favorite shows right now the challenge um we're about five episodes in
1: well um, okay um, it, it, I'll just
3: tell you the format, then we can start doing. Sure. Basically, what the format is, is they took all these people that were part of the show on other seasons, but never won, and they were like, all right, you guys are going to now have a chance to win, and because uh, we're not bringing anyone that's won before, uh, so you guys have, you can be the first-time winners, and uh, they're all excited, and they bring them on, and then secretly... There's um, the champions, which all are people that won before, um, at a different location, prepping to come there. And when they whittle down the uh, underdogs to you know a reasonable amount, then they bring the champions in, and now they're going to fight to see who gets to the champions, to get to the challenge.
1: Yeah. So now this week was our first champions... Uh, well... Two weeks ago it was the first champions and challengers mixing, and then this week they had their first um, elimination. Which off of that,
3: the champions
1: have yet to be in an elimination. Which so let's talk about this. <laughs> what is the format that's happened? What is what is the format? Like I thought I had it down. I was like, okay, what they're gonna do is they're gonna they're gonna get some of the challengers down, and then they're gonna even the numbers out, and then it's a free for all. But at the end of this last episode, they said next week is a yes. champions elimination.
3: So basically, they're taking the champions have to fight out with each other to see which teams. I think they're going to do two teams, uh, or like two. I don't know how how many people are going to be at the end, but basically every week it's going to be champions on versus champions to eliminate some people, and then underdogs versus underdogs, and they're going to eliminate people so that. The underdogs will actually have a chance at the end to be in the final and be able to win.
1: Let me ask you, who do you root for, the champions or the challengers?
3: Um, The champions. Yeah, me too. Because I think we become more familiar with everybody. Because they, they last the whole time.
1: Well, there's also this thing with these people that they all think that they're entitled to something, you know. And the champions have actually achieved that. Um, So... Um, you know, so, long hours and people. Sure. So
3: we had some, uh, a guy that quit already with Theo, Theo. Yeah. Guys never coming back. No. What a waste. Yeah. He like, basically what they had to do is they had to climb up this really tall tree and basically jump off with some balls in their hand and hold the balls as they like swung and everything. And I gotta tell you, that shit is scary. Sure. When I was in adventure camp when I was young, (laughs) I actually did that. I had to do that. And I got up there, climbed this tree, and uh, couldn't go. They had to call back to – because basically the adventure camp was everyone got on a bus and we, like, left. And then the parents were at this other location waiting for us. And we were late. And the parents were, like, freaking out why we were late. And they actually had to – this is like, before cell phones. Um, So they had to, like – Get in touch with the parents and tell them that there's been a, there's been a holdup because Jason Salzman <laughs> won't jump off the thing, and that I didn't want to come down. I was like frozen up there.
1: I was going to ask if you would do it the the jump.
3: Probably not. I've been uh, I'm not a fan of heights. Um,
1: <laughs> but it's a good story. Yeah. So basically, this
3: guy got up there and just quit.
1: Yeah, well, this is right after, like, girls had done it before him yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So he he really looked bad. And this is a guy who spent his entire real-world season talking about how he was a Division One athlete. Yeah, exactly. I, I It made me so mad, I went and you looked said at his he should have been in the NFL. Yeah, it, it should, he should have been in the league. So it used to make me so mad that I actually looked at, like, clips of him in high school. Like, <laughs> I actually watched his recruiting tape. And uh, it was pretty good, but I don't know if I... Say that I was going to be in the NFL, but I have to say that the challenges
3: this season have been really hard.
1: Yeah, they've been good. They've been good. <laughs> the first one they had
3: to do is where they had to go over and under the wall. Yes. Basically, there were these two walls. One was really tall, and the other one was kind of small. And basically, what they had to do is they took these this dirt, and they had to basically like make a stepping stone or a stepping mound for you to get over the wall. And they had to work together. It must have taken them hours to do that. And then they basically got to the other wall, and they had to dig under the wall, crawl crawl under, and then go to this puzzle thing. It was like a tied rope. And they had to, like, unravel this rope and pull out this thing. That was hard. And that, that was another Bruno. Bruno quit.
1: Yeah, that guy. I don't know about that guy. Bruno gave up. Stuff
3: came out about Bruno. Yeah, who did Bruno hook up with? Well, there was some uh, rumors of him uh, fingering.
1: All right, take it easy. I was trying to figure (laughs) out a way
3: that they were saying. Beep. That's what they were. He hooked up with Jenna. Yeah, supposedly, like, was on the plane there, and they did some stuff underneath a blanket, and uh, Jenna is denying it all. Because Zach, her boyfriend, is one of the well, champions. It's, but it's not her
1: boyfriend. It's like her ex-boyfriend. Right.
3: Well, that was the best. There's a scene where Laurel's, like, staring at Zach and Jenna talking, and she was just like, this girl's an idiot.
1: Yeah, I mean, this girl got, the reason they broke up is last year, she called him from the challenge, and he said, she's like, Zach, and he goes, who is it? She's like, who, who is this? And she's like, who do you think it is? He goes, Brenda? Yeah. He's like, no, it's Jenna. You know, like whatever. Yeah, so basically he broke her. It was Jenna. He cheated on her. Yeah. And made her look stupid on T V and now she he's there and she thinks that she's gonna get back together with him and there's all that drama. It's too bad. What do you think? I think Zach kinda doesn't care enough about anything.
3: Zach's looking a little deflated too. He's
1: a little deflated. Right, he's but he just doesn't seem like that guy cares about anything. No. He doesn't even like yeah, he does not care about anything. Um
3: and then you have
1: Car Maria and Nicole. I'm a big Car Maria fan. What do you think of this whole like?
3: It's funny. I think that
1: Nicole chick <laughs> is going to be really good. I think she's. Uh, I like. I like. I like people who take the challenge. Look, I take the challenge seriously, so I enjoy it. I enjoy people on the challenge who take it seriously, like her. Like she's like, you got to do this, you know. Like
3: I feel like when you watch the challenge, like you get the most enjoyment. Out of it if you take it seriously.
1: I agree. I just I get so much enjoyment from the challenge. I can't. It's it's embarrassing how much enjoyment I get (laughs) from the challenge. Um, For those of you don't know, this is a show on MTV where they take real world cast members and throw them in like competition. There's no reason that (laughs) four year old men should like this show.
3: (laughs) We've talked about this on our first (laughs) podcast. Um,
1: um
3: so what do you think about Tony's
1: bad luck? Okay, so I don't think Tony has bad luck as much as he's just one of the dumbest people alive. Tony and, and uh, Kayla so, so both to- got eliminated. They were they're both really strong. Like, I was shocked that they both lost. But they're both... They're just both idiots. They're two of the stupidest people on the planet. But let's just talk about
3: Tony real quick. He was on The Real World. Yes. It was called The Skeletons. Yes. And basically what happened was... They threw a bunch of people you know, the house and he started hooking up with this one girl there. And then the skeletons like arrived like four weeks later or something, three weeks later. And his skeleton was this other girl.
1: Who was his girlfriend? His
3: ex-girlfriend. Or his girlfriend before he left and like they kind of left it open or whatever. And so she finds out about them hooking up and it's like this whole argument. It's like a three-way thing. After the show... He ends
1: up knocking up both. Well, wait, think, but wasn't there a third ex girlfriend? A, th- a second ex girlfriend that came too. There's like, Tony had two ex girlfriends that came to oh, visit. Yeah. So I mean, he, this is a guy who has who just gets himself in this kind of trouble all yeah. the time.
3: So he has he, he knocks up both the girls basically around the same time. Yeah. And uh, now he has two kids. So he's a one kid,
1: and one on the way. You know, as far as the show time.
3: Yeah. And uh, he's like broke. So he's, like, using this as, like, his only, like, way of getting money, which is well, weird.
1: As, like, I mean, and Tony is a very handsome, yeah. like, he, he's... he's a, He can he's go like, do something. Yeah. Well, listen, like I said, the brain power is not there. This is what your natural reaction is to your, like, well, I guess this is the only way for me to make money is to go be on MTV.
3: But all of the challenges he, he's been in, he's, like, had really bad luck. And well, not b- bad luck. He's done some things. Yeah, right? he's done he like, a lot of that He got luck. kicked off because his partner had to leave one year. And then he got injured. He started peeing blood, remember? Oh, that the was the first thing, one. The whole thing was broken. Yeah.
1: He's only been, this is only his third one. So the first time was that. The second time, he got kicked off because he, like, tried to... I thought he got a, very physical with the, Well, he got... Yeah, he
3: stepped up to a girl on the show. Yeah. He didn't, like hit her or anything, but he just got off in her face.
1: But he's just an idiot, and like, he's the kind of guy these guys, like, these champions like having around, because they can kind of make him do whatever they want, and laugh at him. Uh, And he doesn't really get it, you know, because he's taking it very seriously. Um, But, and then Kayla, another one who's not very bright. She says things like, she always gets what she wants, and she doesn't lose well. Like, you know, she's basically setting up what she wants you to think of her as a... She is very... She gets wasted and
3: pees the bed. Yeah,
1: she got wasted and peed the bed.
3: Which I don't even care about. Like, that doesn't even bother me. Like, all I know is that Corey, which we'll talk about in a minute, who's the worst person on the show.
1: That's, that's her. That's the guy who was hooking up with Kayla.
3: Like... Was like I'm he, never talking to her again.
1: He's the worst person of the show. He's worst. He's the worst. All right, I don't like him that much, but he's not the worst person of the show. Okay, but guy. Guy thinks he's and Johnny
3: Bananas had like the best commentary on him, which was great. When he was like, this guy talks a lot of game, but never done anything. Right. Um, he's like, gets like winded in like a challenge.
1: It's true. He's one of those very entitled newcomer like guys. Just because he's been there a couple times, he thinks
3: he's like a big kind of strong guy but uh, he's just like doesn't have any stamina.
1: He's also somebody that's very concerned with how his image looks during the entire show and it's obvious. Yeah. Another person that says the right things to the camera to make you think something about him rather than actually doing it.
3: So basically Kayla got drunk and peed the bed and Corey wanted nothing to do with
1: her. And I think the only reason he didn't want anything to do with her is because he made him look bad on television. Yeah. Not that he really cared.
3: But also he was like after she left like he was like alright who am I going to get a hook up with now and uh he had had, like this whole thing where he had like some sort of graph that was going to show which person he was going to hook up with next and uh Camilla was like the top choice which she's not hooking
1: up with oh you looked at the graph it was on the show oh okay
3: They laid the show
1: out. You know, it's funny because I have notes, and my notes say Corey is a loser and Nelson is a loser. Oh, Nelson!
3: Guys just hammered, and he was <laughs> just so pissed that Sylvia wouldn't hook up with him. And Sylvia, I'm a fan of Sylvia. Oh, I she's know, not like gonna, Sylvia. she's not gonna make it. But I like that she's keeping it real. Okay. Um, and she has done both eliminations and come back.
1: That's true. That
3: first one she was in was hard as hell. There's one in elimination where they had to scale, like, this huge mountain of stairs. Right. I mean, it was kind of like if you watched uh, Kill Bill, where she had the, uh, the waters, and she had to climb those staircases. Imagine that times three. And it was really steep, and it was pouring rain. I'm like, oh, my God. This is like, this should be an elimination, like, challenge, a final. This thing was so hard, and she came out on top. Everyone keeps saying that she does; she's not going to come out on top, but she does. And she lasted more than uh, her buddy Tony. Yeah. Um, Tony threw her in because she threw him in, and she she came back, and he didn't. It's true. So this last challenge, you want to talk about the uh, <laughs> the tuck tuck. What they had to do?
1: Oh, well, it's, so this is where I was saying where Tony and Kayla were both really stupid. Where yeah. right, so you had to push, um, you're on the back of a...
3: Um, it's like a, basically a scooter with, uh, like a scooter taxi.
1: Yeah. And so you're on, like a flatbed on the back of it. It and, takes place in Thailand. And you have to push the, 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 the vehicle forward until it gets, hits a certain point, whoever gets it there first. And what you start to notice is that there's a rhythm to it, and like you know, once you get forward momentum going, you have to build off of it, and, and stupid, you don't want to throw your body backwards because it. And stupid people, I mean, look, I don't like to be the the, even though know, this is the whole purpose of the show, the like the armchair quarterback about this, but it's pretty obvious that that's what you have to you know.
3: To, well, also, if you're going second the girls went first and the guys went second
1: oh that's true too
3: you're like looking at what's going on and you can strata you know use some strategy from that and so, he still didn't get it right so tony basically broke his he was just smashing it so hard that the whole like thing was like caving in on each on itself and like wouldn't move
1: and then shane who's the guy who's against winds up figuring it out and using yeah him. now what do you think of shane Shane's not lasting. Okay, I like Shane. You know what I like about this sort of thing? I don't know how this is going to come out. Like, I'm going to do my best. I like that Shane's gay. And, like, he's very athletic and he's good. And they never really... It's not—it's gotten to a point with this that's not a plot point. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like they don't mention it. Yeah, and it's... I kind of... I appreciate that it's, that it's gotten there on the show. Like, we don't need to make it into a thing. It's like, whatever. And, and that it's acceptable that he's going to beat you and, you know, like we think about when you're a kid and you used to, you know, you'd say something about someone being gay and not being able to compete. And this guy's like one of the best competitors, at least of the, of the challenge So far. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I just, Although he I should have know. lost the last,
3: well, he almost lost like the last one when he was doing the cages. All right. But he ended up coming out on yeah. top.
1: But I'm just saying. So, okay. Um,
3: um What about... Smashly. She's not being herself.
1: Well, I was going to tell you, I think Smashley and the Are You The One Chick Amanda, those are just horrible people.
3: I wanted to talk about Amanda.
1: Those are two why, very horrible people. Why
3: does Why does Amanda come in, doesn't know anyone, just starts talking shit the whole time?
1: Because I think it gets her on camera. She just loves to, like, start stuff. But she and Smashley, those are those people are just not She's, very good people.
3: She started the spreading the rumor about the... Uh, Incident that took place on the plane yeah. with Bruno and uh, yeah, and that
1: Johnny. Did you want to get in more graphic detail about that no. again for our audience? Sorry, I'm
3: just trying to figure out a way to do. It. <laughs> um. So then, yeah, she's definitely not going to last. Right. Um. We don't know why are you the one people are on the show. Maybe it's because. The real world's kind of like fading out a little bit. Well, like. I think
1: they, yeah, I think they think that this is going to keep more of an, that audience coming in too. But it's really funny because I'm really against the Arya the One people, and so I listen, I listen to these guys in real world be like, "These you the One people didn't even really earn it." Like when you go to the real world, you really earn it, and, yeah, I, it's and like I start, the same. I start being like, "Yeah, you're right." And then I start thinking <laughs> about it, I'm like, "No." All you did was just go and sit in house. And party in a house and get videotaped doing it. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's, it's like not, the same show, just not a game show. So, I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. But again, if these people didn't take it seriously, then they wouldn't have as much I fun. I actually
3: tried to watch the Are You the One. Okay. Couldn't do it. What
1: do you think of the, our old friend... Uh, Ryan Devlin? Ryan Devlin. He's good. Yeah? Yeah, he's a
3: good, good host.
1: It's a guy we knew um, in our old apartment building. And now he's the host of a show that Sends talent to our favorite show.
3: It's been a couple seasons.
1: Yeah. Um, So what did you want to say about... So that's Amanda. Did you want to say something about Smashley? I just think that Smashley hasn't been herself, which the
3: best parts of Smashley are when she's nuts. Yeah. She's drinking and hooking up with people, and she hasn't really done that on this. And I'm a little disappointed. All right. I I kind of want the old Smashley back.
1: Um, what, uh, do you have anybody that you're rooting for?
3: Uh, I mean, I think Cara Maria is going to come out.
1: All right. Yeah. Who do you Who do you think is going to? Who do you like? Who are your favorites right now?
3: I think obviously you have to root for Johnny. Not root, but you got to put Johnny Bananas in there. Right. He always ends up coming out.
1: Do you root for Bananas usually or no? Yeah. I, I don't. I always I love rooting against him. But he, I like that he's, he does
3: have the best commentary
1: though. Yeah. Look, I love that he's always in the mix. Yeah. Uh, but I root against them. I, I always root against them.
3: I think Cara Maria, she's af- pretty athletic. Um, she's going to come out uh, at the end. Okay. Um, CT, I like him, but I don't like his whole fatherhood thing. Yeah, it was like, let's, kind stop beating, it. let's
1: stop beating that in the ground. And also, like, he, that guy doesn't care anymore. No. You know what I mean? That's another guy, like, Zach, CT, those guys. And they start looking at, like... They're, they're the champions. They've only won it like once. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're multiple like bananas. I think Jenna.
3: Jenna's uh, always comes out on top. Not she hasn't won anything, but she's always does well in the challenge. Okay. Um, so I think she's going to come out. I hope Nicole.
1: What about her girl, Ashley K? I
3: don't think, I, I, I think Ashley K is going out.
1: Okay, I, I did too. I think she also probably doesn't care.
3: No, she doesn't care.
1: She's done like she one challenge you know ever. Yeah, she's... Well, she didn't really have any airtime on the real world either. She's just probably not right. that... Yeah. Look, we we, uh, we happen to have met her, and she's a, a nice person, but she's just maybe not that interesting because she's probably not caught up in the drama. When do we meet her? Are you serious? She auditioned for... Oh, yeah, that's right. She auditioned for a music video that I produced and you directed. That's right. Yeah. So there you go. Now I threw it for her. Now She's you have in. To, how did you not even remember that? Don't remember that. Um and then um who else? I mean, how Camilla, do you not think hey,
3: I'm a little upset with Camilla not being her crazy self, but well, I'm give
1: there's time. still time. Give there's still time.
3: time. I feel I have a feeling something's gonna come out.
1: Uh this guy, Durrell... Like, I don't even remember him from... I mean, I remember him, but I, I don't remember him winning four times or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, no, uh, I don't remember that either. Um, I think this
3: is, like, must have been, like, back in the beginning days of the thing. Um,
1: but, I mean, I think that the over the the overwhelming Laurel. favorite has to be Laurel.
3: Laurel. I think Laurel and Cara Maria are going to be fighting it out for the... Uh, Laurel's the, uh,
1: like somebody... She's like Rambo. She's never lost. She's, like, just hidden away in Montana by herself.
3: And she's like the only one that's come every time she's been on the challenge. She's
1: won. right, so they just calling her to win. She yeah. just comes in to win.
3: She's really hot too. Really? Yeah, I, I like I like Laurel.
1: That's your okay. Um,
3: I don't know. We, I mean, we could talk about putting. That, that's the whole other. Maybe when we do the finals, we'll talk about our draft picks.
1: What we mean? <laughs> our
3: draft pick for the women on the challenge. Okay. Um.
1: Well, yeah, that's all. I, uh, yeah, I guess that's it's all going to be got good. Too. So
3: far, it's good. Yeah, The challenge is good. There's, a, they're making it really hard this time, and uh, I look forward to seeing how hard it gets. I just
1: hope they fix this format because I really don't like challengers out one week, champions out the next week. I kind of them to see it all, and I'm glad year.
3: that they put the people in the finals or the uh, eliminations. Like, but they they were using like in the beginning of the show. The people that go to the elimination, no one else goes. It's just them, and then they wait to see who comes back, kind of like The Apprentice, where they right. go to the boardroom and then like they see who comes back. Uh, but now they're actually like bringing the people, and that's when it gets fun. Everyone's screaming and rooting for yeah, yeah, rooting for it. Um,
1: but all right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. What week was this? What episode? Ten. Episode ten. This is our centennial. Our uh, what is it? I don't know forget. X. Yeah, X. Podcast X. <laughs> Podcast X. So
3: once again, go to iTunes and rate us. And,
1: uh, but don't rate us off of this episode.
3: Yeah, <laughs> this episode may have not been our best, but we're going to come back with NCAA brackets next week and uh, totally redeem ourselves.
1: That's right. Alright. We'll talk to you guys then. Later!